0: Well, hello everybody and welcome back to the I-501C, the podcast for nonprofit board members. Today, we're going back to me speaking and sharing some things that I've learned in order to help you board chairs, especially you CEOs, executive directors, and of course, all board members. And, And this continues with our theme of the purpose for starting this podcast was to help nonprofit board members understand roles, responsibilities, obligations, and opportunities for serving on a nonprofit board. You know, it's not anything that we can go to school for, really, and we learn it as we go. And sometimes it's a little challenging, particularly with the rotation of boards and board members. And we all, when we join a board, we want to be immediate contributors, but sometimes we really don't know what or how to do things. So that's the purpose of this podcast. Hey, everybody. Reed Corley here to let you know we will be releasing a new podcast every week. If you want to be the best board member you can be, visit our website, thecorleycompany.com to sign up for our email list to be the first to know when a podcast drops. So today I'm just going to talk a little bit about running a, a very effective nonprofit board meeting. So this is directed definitely to the board chairs and to the CEOs. As I go through it, read uh, my trusted colleague, who's behind the scenes, may jump in and say, "Hey, you forgot about this point or that point." So you may hear read through in and out throughout this podcast. If I do a really good job, you won't hear from him. So we'll we'll see how that goes. But there is probably nothing more important to engaging board members than that board meeting. Uh, boards meet anywhere from monthly to four times a year, typically. And it's really important that you have an appreciation, you board chairs and CEOs for how important this meeting is. First, it's an opportunity obviously for the board to come together and to get to know each other and to be fully engaged. Number two, it's an opportunity for you to hear input from your trusted colleagues in order to strive towards the mission of the organization. And three, one thing I always share with people, this is a really expensive meeting when you think about the fact that the people around the table, many of them are probably working for them to take time away from their jobs. For those who aren't working, take time away from their families and or their hobbies to come spend an hour and a half hour, hour and a half, two hours in a board meeting is quite expensive. So we want to go into a board meeting understanding and have that level of respect that there were here for a purpose. We want a specific outcome and we want everybody to be fully engaged And when they walk out we want them to be really excited about the organization now let me let me pause and go back and cover a little bit of those in in detail you got a board meeting coming up first question is what are your objectives mr mrs chair for that board meeting make sure you've got a firm understanding of what you hope to accomplish and how, how do you determine what those objectives are well obviously you're working with the ceo the executive director so he or she will have some very specific items that they want to have accomplished. You may reach out to your board members and say, what would you like to talk about at the next board meeting? Now it's important that you vet that you don't say that it will automatically go on the agenda because you want the board time to discussions to be strategic items and we'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute. So get very good clarity on the purpose and the objectives of the board meeting. So that's one, and that's usually roughly two weeks ahead of time, because then you want to then start to build out the agenda, right? So you know you've got a specific amount of time and you wanna work closely with the CEO on what's gonna be the agenda for the board meeting. Now, most of us know that we have a typical routine for board meetings. We've got a a specific way we do things and, and that's fine. And you continue to, you can use your template But just make sure you're starting to structure that agenda around time commitments and with a heavy emphasis on strategic discussion as you as you're building out that that agenda be thinking of what materials you're going to want to include in the board packet these are materials that likely form the basis for discussion strategic discussion at a board meeting and or are those routine items that you just want the board members to read before the meeting, and that you may not discuss at the meeting. That could be any number of committee reports, it could be the executive director's report, those things that you don't want to, that are important, but you don't want to consume board member time in a meeting to discuss. So prepare that board packet, the agenda in the board packet, and then you will send that out typically, and and I'm chuckling, we try to get that out a week beforehand. Now, I will tell you, and this is an asterisk, and don't tell anybody I'm telling you this, most people will not read the board packet till the day before the meeting. Uh, but you may have some of your folks that like to review it over the weekend. So think about when your board meeting is and make sure you you at least send it out uh, uh, the Friday, Saturday before the board meeting to give people ample time to read the and prepare over the weekend. So, you send out the, the the board packet, and I encourage everybody to get RSVPs. Have the executive director, secretary of the, of the board find out who is and is not going to come. And that leads to, because if you want to start the meeting on time, you don't want to be waiting for somebody that's not going to show up. And plus, it also gives you, as the board chair, who's going to manage the meeting, an opportunity to go through your head, who's going to be there, and who's not going to be there. So, RSVPs, or are always very, very important. Okay, so this is all well and good. We've got the agenda, we've got the materials, we've sent it out. We know who's coming. Secret sauce, secret sauce for the board chair. Start the meeting on time. And Brian Deming talked about this in episode five of the, of our podcast series. And he's chair of United Way Suncoast, very big board. It's make sure you start that meeting on time. And why? Same reason you should start every meeting on time, whether you're at work, whether you're at church, wherever you are, it's out of respect for those people who showed up. So how do you ensure you start on time? You arrive, board members arrive 15 to 30 minutes early. And that gives you ample opportunity to socialize, say hi to people, cover any pre-meeting business you may need to do, and also interact with staff. Very important board members that you take every opportunity to interact with staff that you can because you're not gonna be there every day. And board meetings are a great opportunity to do just that, just to extend thanks for what staff are doing, to develop interaction with them, dialogue, so you develop that relationship. And they want to know that you as a board member understand the organization and appreciate the work that's being done. So I encourage everybody, show up to the meeting if you can, 15 to 30 minutes early. 30 may be a little bit too too early, but certainly 15 minutes beforehand, and that will allow you to start the meeting on time. All right, so we're here. It's board meeting time. Everybody's sitting around the room. You set up the the meeting room the way you like it, the way you want it, where people can either hear, see, uh, in person, whether this is on Zoom, whether it's a hybrid, God bless you if you're in a hybrid meeting still, very challenging, uh, a whole nother, well, that could be a whole nother podcast on how to run a hybrid meeting. Uh, but let's say we're, we're in person around the room, and now it's time to start the meeting. So call the meeting to order on time, and then you move into the consent agenda. So back when you were forming that agenda, one to two weeks prior, you will have consent agenda items. And we do talk a little bit about this on our website. Uh, that you're more than welcome to go to, CorleyCompany.com. It'll be a pop-up type thing, and you can get some tips on how to create a consent agenda and why you should do that. You do that so that you don't waste time discussing things that can be taken care of via a consent agenda, via a packet of information. This could be, as I mentioned earlier, the, the various committee reports, executive director's report. It could be something that you need to ratify from a previous meeting, you don't need to spend precious time talking about these items. If somebody's concerned and wants to, you can always lift it off of the consent agenda and have that conversation. So if you do nothing else after listening to this podcast, if you do not have a consent agenda, take Brian Demings advice, take my advice, go create a consent agenda. Your meetings will run so much smoother and be so much more engaging. So you move into consent agenda. And then you start really, um, some nonprofits really enjoy having a client come speak or some type of guest come speak uh, for multiple purposes. It could be educational to the board, really important. Maybe there's a, you're talking about building something, maybe starting a fundraising campaign and you want an expert in. So that type of strategic educational discussion, or you bring a client in who's the beneficiary of the services you're provided. I've been on a couple boards and this has been absolutely invaluable to help the board connect to the beneficiary, the end user, the recipient, the person experiencing and living out your mission every day. That is gold when it comes to helping board members understand the work they are doing is important. And board chair, you probably spend more time with the CEO than any other board member. You're closer to the action, if you will. Other board members are not. So you want to do everything you can to engage them, and this is a wonderful way to do that then as you as this person if, if you have a guest speaker you don't always ha- have to have that then you move into your agenda the strategic items that you the executive director identified two weeks ago said i need input from the board on this topic here's a situation here's a scenario this is where i mean the the what the 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 rubber meets the road for effective board meetings You've got 15, 20, whatever it is, people around the table, and you wanna harness that collective wisdom. And this is your chance on whatever topic to get input from the board and to, to ensure they're directing towards what can we do to drive the mission the or organization utilizing whatever this topic is. And this is where, Mr. Board Chair, your, your skills as a facilitator is so very important you want to ensure a few things as you're engaging in these discussions. Everybody has an opportunity to contribute, even the quiet ones. So you've got to create a mechanism for that because you will have you know, 20, 30% of the people around the table are going to be very quiet. You're going to have to manage those that like to talk too much. And, and you know we all know those people. And manage the flow of the discussion and always redirect it towards something positive, and the accomplice back to that objective that you had created going into the meeting and know that when you speak, you have a higher level of people are gonna listen because you're the board chair, so you should speak last. Please speak last. Nothing worse, (laughs) nothing worse than saying, okay, I wanna get input from everybody on this topic about building a new building and here's my opinion. And then you go on to a five-minute diatribe about why you think it's a good or a bad idea. That's not the role of the board chair. In the meetings, the role of the board chair is to facilitate discussion to get the wisdom out of the group and to structure that discussion so you can ultimately make a decision. You should speak last. Speak last. Let others speak first. Now, you, you want to manage the flow of the discussion so it doesn't take too much time. And now let me refer you back to that agenda that you created and hopefully you had timelines on it and in your head and you're working with the executive director, how much time are we going to allow for each discussion? And you should probably even put those timeframes on the agenda so people know that you're managing towards that, that time frame. So when you do have to interrupt them, and you will, and there are many times people m- like to hear themselves talk maybe, or, or there's really good discussion. But you've got to move the conversation along and interrupt and say, you know, I've got a time check here. We, you know, allocated 15 minutes for discussion. We're at minute 10, so let's move. You know, let's continue. We don't need to rehash what has just been said. Any new comments? Any additional comments that can help us make that decision? And so, as a board chair, you just have to manage that, and that is very challenging, but something you have to do in every discussion. And so what you'll do is then you'll hopefully have whatever decision input that you need. And so you have these discussions. So I'm belabor, I don't wanna belabor it too much. Another aspect of a meeting and agenda that I'm a firm believer in is the executive session. Every board meeting agenda should have at the end an executive session, even if it's for one minute, Uh, 10 minutes and that's where staff exit the room and it gives you as the board an opportunity to talk without staff present, without the CEO present. That is really important that the board have that time together. In, In the good times, it's a very fun discussion. If there are no issues, it's just great. You're complimenting, you're talking about whatever. But in that situation, if you're having some challenges with maybe the CEO, executive director, if you're having some challenges, you're hearing things rumbling on the street, it gives you all a chance to align your thoughts and discussions and so that you know what action to take. So big believer in the executive have an executive session on every agenda, nine times out of 10, 99 times out of a hundred, it's just going to be a fun discussion. Um, we may talk about that in another podcast later, uh, may put some information on our resources page on our website to help y'all with the executive session. But if you don't, if you if you have don't have that on your agenda, start. It's gonna be awkward at first. CEOs not gonna executive directors gonna go, hey, wait, why are we doing this? So, Mr. and Mrs. Board Chair, you're gonna to have to explain to them that going forward, we just want to have this opportunity. You know, in the eventuality, we just need to sometimes we just like to talk among ourselves. And you know how that is as, as board members. So, and then final, and this is this is a secret sauce even Brian Deming. Confirmed it is end the meeting on time. End the meeting on time. People are very busy. There is nothing worse than a meeting rambling and a meeting being unstructured, unproductive, and lasting longer than the allotted time. Because I tell you, by the time you're down to five minutes to go, people are starting to look at their watches. They're checking out anyway. They're thinking about what the the next one will be, excuse me, what their next activity will be. So as you as you get down to that, you do one of two things. If you're having good discussion and dialogue, it's an important topic, probably with about 10, 15 minutes left to go in the meeting, you say, I want to do a time check. Will people be able to stay? It looks like we're going to exceed our normal time limit. Will people be able to stay to continue the discussion? And you got to be careful there because if one person says I can't, you gotta figure out what you're gonna do because you wanna make sure that person doesn't feel excluded in the conversation. Barring that, end the meeting on time. Uh, if, if you want a reputation in the marketplace to get future board members, when people hear, oh man, they, they run a great meeting. They start on time, they end on time. It will really elevate uh, your your board meetings in the eyes of prospective board members. So, so there you go. There's some tips and some tricks on running an effective board meeting. And it's any type of meeting, right? This just happens to be a board meeting and it's the same stuff, right? Have a, have a purpose, have an objective. If you don't need to have a meeting, cancel the meeting. That, that's fine. Uh, people will appreciate that versus going and, and not having any productive conversation. Have an agenda, run through the agenda, have executive session, start on time, end on time. And focus the conversations on strategic items, board level types of items. That's what board members are for. So now that the meeting's concluded, you've, adjour- you've adjourned. I encourage board chair and CEOs to have some type of debrief. It doesn't have to be right away. Ideally, it'd be right away while everything's fresh. Perhaps it's after the minutes are written, and those should be sent out within a week. Minutes notes, uh, minutes. And... CEO, executive director, board chair, you all debrief the meeting, you know, what worked well, what could have been better, you know, talk about specific items and action steps, next steps, because those should be embedded in the follow-up minutes that should be sent within a week to everybody. So that allows, lets the board know that, hey, the meeting was important, it was serious, and we're continuing on next step and continuing to move along. So, uh, I'd be, be sure to do that so the meeting doesn't end exactly when the meeting ends. There is some post work to do. And remember, you're, you're starting the process then for the following meeting. So it never ends, right? There's always old business and new business. So it's a continuum. So you just continue to do that. So I get asked, people always try to say, oh, the meeting has to run by Robert's rules, right? Robert's rules of orders. We've all heard about this. Well, I, I don't know if anybody's looked at the book. It's over 700 pages. This guy, Robert, actually was a military person in I think the late 1800s. And it's been a, it's been updated and evolved over time. That's one heck of a book of rules to follow. So, and when you look at it, you look at some of the key things, it's very structured on how committee reports and, and things like that. Well, that served a purpose probably years ago. Now we, we've got such much more efficient and effective ways of communication that what I encourage people to follow Robert's rules, quasi sort of, you know, the motion, the second, the pulling off the agenda, but for types of committee reports, I would not put every committee on the agenda to report out. That's what consents for. We talked a little bit about that. And, and just it's a modified Robert's rules that has to work for your organization. So, but, don't get too bogged down, and we have to run it specifically under Robert's rules of order. It, it It's not required to do so. It's a mechanism to format the meeting, but it was those were written a long time ago, and really mean all of it's not applicable to us today. We can run a much more effective and efficient meeting. But it's important, you know one of the reasons it was structured that way is to give everybody an opportunity to talk and, and, and an appropriate frame of reference so they know how to conduct themselves in the meeting. So that's, those are things you may want to create rules for your own meetings with your board. So I welcome any comments or thoughts, any additions. If I missed anything, you all can add comments. You know, we post all of this on LinkedIn and Twitter. LinkedIn's our primary source. So when we're we're posting podcasts, it's under the Corley company. Uh, I welcome your thoughts to continue the conversation and dialogue on how every one of us can make our nonprofit board meetings much more effective and engaging. Well, I didn't get interrupted by Reed Corley. So I must've done a pretty good job on this podcast. He was, he was, he was nodding as I was going throughout. So I think I covered all the points. So I'm going to say, Reed, thank you very much. And uh, a, a big chuckle, cause I thought for sure you're going to have to interrupt me. So this is Michael Corley. Thank you for listening to the I-501CU, the podcast for nonprofit board members. And we'll talk to you next week.